Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Don't Stop Us Now. I'm Claire Hatton. And I'm Greta Thomas. This show is all about sharing inspiration, uplifting stories, and practical career advice from innovative, original thinking, and pioneering women from around the world. You can find us here every second week, or why not sign up at don'tstopusnow.co so you never miss a show. Plus, you'd make our day if you could rate or review us. It really gives us a boost in more ways than one. It sure does. Now it's time for this week's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. And listeners, can I just say, Claire, you know, you're looking extra perky and sparkly today. What's up? (laughs) Well, funny you should mention, Greta. But that's what this episode is all about. We're going to be talking about what I did last week. Oh, fantastic. Well, what did you do last week, Claire? (laughs) Well, you certainly know, but... (laughs) I took myself off for a four-night, five-day health retreat. Okay, let's hear around the the, the audio devices in the, the world right now. Size of envy. Okay, so what made you decide to take yourself off on a decadent junk, if I may say so myself? No. While some of us stayed here and oh, held the fort. Oh, oh. <laughs> This is the one who went surfing last year for a week. Well, first of all, I feel I obviously I am very fortunate and grateful for the opportunity to go because, you know, I know it's I'm very lucky. But basically, I took myself off because I realized that I was on a bit of a slippery slope in terms of I had been working really hard and in a very sort of stressful environment. Um, there was a, a 10 month sort of time where one of the boards that I'm on was under a, a takeover. Yeah. Hostile takeover. Bid, well, sort, it, you know, sort of. multiple parties yeah. looking at change of control mm. and you know, that's um, in itself is fine. It's just when you're juggling everything else and then you're having to do sort of a, a pretty much a full-time job and you've got, Lots of other things like running a business, having a podcast, having two other boards, coaching. Yeah. No, look, there is no doubt you had that 10-month stint where you were on call 24-7 and I couldn't believe that, you know, you would actually end up having things like four-hour Zoom calls on a Sunday with almost no notice and it was pretty grueling. And, yeah, I, I think it's true. that. And then you have sort of been getting sick quite a bit too. Yeah, you? look, I think Things to like those that. people out there in corporate, they're probably thinking, well, actually, I do that quite a bit. But I think that the thing that really made me need to go was that I got COVID for a second time in May and it really knocked my immune system. So, as you know, I've been sort of getting sick 
and just my energy levels haven't been able to, you know, just haven't got up to where they have been in the past. So my resilience was really knocked. And, you know, you were super supportive. So that's awesome. So I thought, well, I've been to Eden Health Retreat, which is where I went, which is in the Gold Coast of Australia, which is up sort of just south of Brisbane in the hinterland, a beautiful, beautiful part of the world. I've been there before, long time ago, when I first got sick with chronic fatigue and loved it and thought I would take myself off there. Okay. And so was it a hard decision to choose to go back there versus try somewhere new? I did do my research and I I looked at multiple other places um, and there's some really fantastic places. But the key thing for me was actually that at Eden, there's very little mobile and Wi-Fi reception. So I realized, you know what, I had not been disconnected properly because being on a board, you're sort of on call a lot, all the time, pretty much. I haven't really been disconnected for a couple of years. Mm. And I knew the toll that that was taking. So I wanted to just completely disconnect from my devices. I can't wait to hear about it. But what toll was it taking? Like, how was it manifesting for you? You mean the The not being able to disconnect. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the first thing is, is that when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I reach for is my phone. So bad. And if I look at my emails. I can talk. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I never look at my emails first. Yeah. I just look at my emails and, you know, I I actually would argue that there was nothing wrong with that, but there really is. Yes. It's kind of an addiction. Yes. And it doesn't set you up for the day. So I think that was the first thing I'm, I was actually really addicted. Wow. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So how was it? How was the experience then? Um, especially, uh, maybe we should start with that addiction first. So you get up there. Yeah. Literally you are driving in, they picked us up in a little bus that you're driving and your reception disappears. It's Mm. amazing. It's actually so liberating. I was like, yes, (laughs) you are now free. Yes. And how did you find it as the days wore on? Really easy because I couldn't get it. Well, that's not technically true. I could have, if I'd taken myself to a certain part of the property, I could have got Wi-Fi. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. Well done. And that was just like, that. I didn't find that hard because I'd kind of committed to that. And it was so liberating. I used my phone. I had my phone with me all the time, but I used it as a camera and right. I put it on airplane mode. Oh, that's good. So you really couldn't be distracted. And, you know, did you feel a bit of a weight come off your shoulders with that kind of instant disconnect? Totally. Really? Yeah, because it was just like I didn't have to worry about anything. Well, apart from myself, I just was focused on re-energizing and being being in the moment. Yeah. It was really good. As you say that, apart from picturing you as a little lamb scampering and gambling through <laughs> the pastures with glee. Yeah, that's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> On a more serious note, yeah, it is actually rare that you are can be so present that you just can think of, you know, being in the moment and thinking of, you, you know, what you need for you versus – Sad, isn't it? The to-do list. It's really sad, The actually. to-do list or the email inbox. Yeah, yeah, or, you know, the social media, you know, you get a, a notification or, mm. you know, it just takes you off into somewhere else and somebody else is grabbing your attention. Yeah. And you're not in control of your attention. 
So it was magic to be in control of my attention. Yeah, yeah. Well, apart from disconnecting, what else did you do? Or Well, God, it was so good. So the way it works at Eden anyway, I'm not sure what other health retreats are like, is that in the evening of the day before, they give you your choices, your itinerary for what you can do. And they do that because they don't want you to be just, you know, strategizing about what you're going to do or thinking they want you to be in the, in the present, right? So, so the way the day works is you, you get woken up quite early. So one of the key things is waking up with the sun. You don't have to do that. You can just put the thing outside your door and say, do not knock on my door. Completely fine. But there's a bell that goes off and you get a knock. And if you'd like to, you can get up and do the morning activity, which is before breakfast, which is often, you know, it could be a stretch class. It could be a meditation. It could be a walk through the property is absolutely beautiful. So amazing, amazing walks. It's by the side of a national park. Uh huh. Those were the kinds of things. And what's the theory behind um, waking with the sun? Well, waking with the sun, that's basically how we were for hundreds and hundreds of years and basically that's how our bodies are programmed we produce melatonin to sleep and that's when there's no light so when the light comes it wakes us up like it gets everything in your body going so technically the best way which is obviously not practical for most people is that you should get up with the sun and go to sleep with the sun that's probably the best sleep you'll ever have and Perhaps without the sort of the blow by blow detail of, of what you did sort of yeah. morning, noon, afternoon, but w- what were the kind of the key things that you did that really you loved the most? Actually, really for the first three days, three of the four days, I was exhausted. I hadn't really realized how tired I was. On day one of being there, they knocked on the door and I had all the intentions of getting up and going for this beautiful walk. And my brain was there, but my body just was not having any of it. So I think really for the first few days, the things that were amazing for me were kind of like things that energized me, nourished me. So there were a mix of moving my body, but in a really gentle way. So Mm. stretch class, uh, there was a functional movement class, which was really interesting and useful and, you know, just not too full on. There were really amazing talks on all sorts of things with experts and I learned loads, you know, and I pride myself on sort of being fairly up to date on all this stuff, but there was stuff that I was like, wow, okay, that is really fascinating. And then actually there were a couple of other things. One was pottery. Oh, how fantastic. I did pottery and I loved it. You had to be very present and you were building something and it was creative and yeah I loved that the other thing that I loved was that there was a session called connect to nature Uh uh-huh we went out into nature and sort of talked about you know what gives us energy and grounding but also just they did things like got us to go and pick up a rock or a stick and then look at it for two minutes and notice all the detail and then talk about it And it was just amazing how incredible just actually looking at something that you would sort of not notice, how much detail there was to it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like it was incredible. You're really energized even thinking about it. Yeah, I really loved that session. 
And that was um, the session where I actually, I heard this phrase, which I just love. And it's sort of, maybe it's like the strap line for my stay. Yeah. What's that? My body is my superannuation. Huh. What it's saying is that you should be investing in your body because that's the thing in our old age is going to be the thing that makes our old age worthwhile. Worthwhile. If we can invest money in our superannuation and have money, but if you don't have health, mm. then it's kind of, you know, sure, it'll pay for your medical bills, but that's not any kind of life. So I thought that that was a really, really insightful little mantra I might have yeah. for myself. Yeah, no, totally. And and for those who don't know the word superannuation, if they're not in Australia, then it's sort of like your retirement fund. So yeah, your body or your is pension your retirement or your, fund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Huh. I love that. And what, out of curiosity, random mm. question, what mm. piece of nature did you pick up and look at for two minutes? I picked up a stone out of a little creek. Oh, yeah. And this stone was the shape of a boot. Mm. And it had all these little creatures living in it, like little shelled creatures and little <laughs> sluggy creatures. And and it had all these layers of sediment in it hmm. it was kind of fascinating yeah mm. oh fantastic fantastic and you know if you had to summarize some of your key takeaways from all these experiences and by the way i'm really glad you did go because you were exhausted and just hearing you know that you had to kind of really take it easy on those first days just to kind of replenish yourself it's that's mm. great to hear but yeah what were your takeaways well i mean i had one overall big insight which was I don't know if listeners know, but during COVID, I got really bad sciatica, which is nerve pain coming from your back. It was so bad, you know, I just wanted to throw up. It was pretty awful, wasn't it? Yeah. And I have spent the last couple of years, you know, fixing it and keeping it under control. And I have done a really good job and I'm very proud of myself because, and it takes a lot of work, you know, I have to do a lot of exercise classes and really focus on it. But what I realized as part of this retreat was that I've actually been living a bit smaller since I had sciatica. Right. And I think the reason for that is that I've been trying to control the things I do in order not to have pain. So for example, you know, I love ocean swimming. Yeah. There's been all sorts of excuses why I haven't been ocean swimming. Yeah. And I think I could ocean swim now. Yeah. But I actually sometimes get pain when I swim mm -hmm. and just the pain was so bad that I think I've just subconsciously just been avoiding it. Right. And I think that's the same. Even if I think about it, I haven't been going out as much. I haven't like wanted to do as many kind of crazy things or, you just know, physical things, physical things big walks or yeah. anything like that. So I think I've just been living a bit smaller. It's so hard, isn't it? Because it's totally understandable, you know, especially if you experience a bit of pain when you have swum sometimes since getting sciatica, that you would kind of be sort of trying to be preventative. But And so it's it's a really interesting balance of how do you not live smaller but also not trigger bad pain. I, you can totally see why people – would sort of shrink back. Yeah, absolutely. But one thing I I learned, yeah. which is a takeaway for me, is that pain is your brain trying to keep you safe. 
right? It doesn't necessarily mean that there's something really wrong. Right. And you can actually manage pain by moving. Mm. And in fact, the more I move, now I think about it, the better I feel, Mm. right? And I got taught about how your brain doesn't differentiate between certain joints. So for example, you know, I have pain in my lower back and my hips. Yeah. Well, your hips and shoulders Shoulders. are the same area in your brain. So you can actually, even if you can't move your lower back, if you move your shoulders and you move them in, you move them in directions that they're not used to going, right? So because your brain, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. And so if you move your shoulder, let's say, let's say I've got pain in my left hip. If I move my right shoulder because they're opposites, I actually get a release in my left hip. Hmm. And that makes sense because remember, one of the things that solved my sciatica was releasing my jaw. Right. Right. And the jaw and the pelvis and the lower back are all interrelated. It's crazy. I mean, it's yeah. like it's and really, think, really interesting stuff. And you, is there science behind it? Because so what you're saying is, you know, if I've got a sore right knee, then move my left elbow around. It kind of does sound a bit flaky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, my understanding is that there is science behind it. I haven't researched it yeah. myself, but there is a great website from the woman who talk. gave the talk that we'll put in the show notes, yeah. uh, Elise. But my understanding is this is actually quite well known in the US. It's called functional neurology Mm. and it's a practice, Mm. but it's not very well known, certainly not here in Australia. And I've never heard of it being talked about in the UK either. So, but yeah, it's amazing. I feel like at this point we should have like they do with um, financial services ads. So um, the the ultimate disclaimer, the things we're talking about here are general in nature and not specific to your injury, ache or pain on any specific totally. (laughs) So please see your medical advisor before (laughs) trying any of these things unsupervised. Yeah. But I think, you know, I think moving your your opposite joint, give it a shot. If it works for you, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what about other things? Well, other things I'm doing. Yeah. As in doing now that you're doing back. Doing now that I'm back. Okay. Yeah. This is good. Like what habits are you going yeah, to try Okay. So I am trying to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier because one, the hours before midnight of sleep are worth two, apparently, of those after midnight. Yeah. I'd heard that, but I wasn't very good at it necessarily. Yeah. Okay. So, so the earlier you get to bed, the more generative the sleep is. So that's one. The second one though, is that it means that I've got more time to exercise, go outside, go to swim, go to the beach, walk the dog. And so I don't put them off. I'm hoping not to put them off. Yeah. Right. Now, how am I doing on that? Well, I, I did quite well for the first few days, but I've slipped a little bit, yeah. but I need to bring that back. So yeah. second thing is taking my phone away from my bedside table, from having it on the bedside table. I've done that. I've found that helpful. And I'm not looking at my emails first thing in the morning. That is great. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very that much. That is so good. The third thing I'm doing is I'm moving more. Mm-hmm. You know, I've realized that I'm one of these people, I don't know if you're like me, but I get really focused and I'm also in a lot of meetings. And so I can honestly be sitting down for 90% of the day. And that is so bad for you. And it's so bad for my back. So I'm trying to stand up more, 
doing a bit of exercise, like in those little moments, like when I'm boiling the kettle or crossing the road and standing at the traffic lights, you know, I'm moving up and down on my feet and just moving my body. So that's another thing I'm doing. I'm going to increase the strength and flexibility of my feet because your feet are kind of like, if you think about it, they are your major platform of balance. And when you have things wrong with your feet, it kind of shifts everything in your body out. All right. So have they joined a gym? Or something. <laughs> they have, have this joined image of your little feet running off to my the gym to, <laughs> to, to pick up dumbbells. That's talk, hilarious. Talk. <laughs> Love her. Um, no, because they have to take me with them. <laughs> but no, I am trying to sort of move them more and do sort of stretching. I think I've just they have to get more flexibility first before right. I can build strength. But that's something. And then I realised that I need grounding every day and I, I god I knew this this is just I, you know I've known this for a long time but I need to get a water a green as in trees grass fix or a sun fix because sun is so powerful you should really try and get into the sunshine in the first 30 minutes if you live in a country apart from the UK or Scandinavia where you never see the sun but getting sun is really really important because they're like medicine and they're medicine for me yeah well I certainly totally get the sun thing it I I can feel very cooped up if I stay inside um, dark rooms are yeah an anathema to me so yeah <laughs> yeah you definitely need to get out for sure yeah, yeah. and so that's kind of like a daily thing you know, it's a daily least. thing you have to get out like out well, and and you can kind of stack these new habits, like right. moving and getting your water or green fix. Yeah, and being up early being to up do early. the moving. Yeah, yeah, it all kind of like stacks. Yeah. So, and then the other thing I'm doing is this relates to we had some amazing talks, um, gut, brain health, and nutrition. And hey, can I tell you a fun fact? Yeah, yeah, do actually a couple of facts. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Well, the first thing is that, did you know that if you put your small intestine and your large intestine and you pulled it out flat, ouch, in front of you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be seven and a half meters long. Seven and a half meters. Wow. And I'm like 1.5 meters or no, hang on. No, you're no. probably 1.6. 1.6 meters. Something. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah unbelievable yeah that is extraordinary get this if you were to like smooth it out so it was the same depth it would be the size of a tennis court what if you like if you ironed it flat yeah if you ironed it flat it would be the the size of a tennis court wow that is incredible isn't it and that's all in like our bellies yeah it's absolutely amazing and get this in your gut in your small intestine are microbes which are phenomenal things well mostly there are good and bad ones but There's two kilos of microbes in wow. your gut. Your brain is 1.5 kilos. And so microbes, are they things that are living like bacteria mm-hmm. or something? So, okay. So, yeah, that's extraordinary. That Together they weigh more than our brains. Yeah, and it's one of the reasons why they say that the gut is our second brain. Right. And so on that note, like what about food? takeaways food takeaways no there weren't any food takeaways (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) the food was amazing it was 
obviously super healthy, but it was just delicious. So I think the key thing for me, or probably two key things, one is I eat my food too quickly. Right. And so the key that I'm changing, and this has helped a lot, is that I'm chewing my food until it's a paste. Right. Which is kind of what you're supposed to do, but it's what you're supposed if to you're do in because a hurry if, and, yeah. what I do is I inhale food <laughs> and then it's a much harder job for your gut to digest it because yeah, yeah. it's in big bits. Yeah. But if you make it into a paste, yeah. your digestion mm. can be much more effective. And the second thing is I'm just, as a consequence of that, actually, I'm being much more mindful about as I eat. Yeah. Well, these just sound like such amazingly good things. And if you had to score yourself out of 10 in terms of how you felt in well-being terms before you went and now, yeah, what would you score yourself? I'd say I was a three when I went in there. Wow, yeah. I really, yeah, I was on a slippery slope and I think yeah. if I hadn't done anything to reset, You'd have got sick I would again. have got sick, like yeah. chronic fatigue sick. Yeah. I now think I am an eight or a nine. That is amazing. Well, listen, I can attest that she really does look and is sort of more sparkly and back to your old self. Because, yeah, I, I know you were saying like weekends you were having to kind of sleep sleep a lot <laughs> yeah. and yeah. it's just not great. Yeah, yeah, that's such good news. So to wrap up then, what are you going to do? How are you going to hold yourself accountable to not live small? Oh, that's a really good question. I think I'm going to get you to hold me accountable. <laughs> How can I do that most effectively? Like, Well, you know, I think the thing about not living small is actually the one thing I really want to do is I want to ocean swim. So I think I need to swim twice a week in okay. the ocean. Yep. And I think once I do that, other things will happen. Full follow through. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think the, the important thing to know is you don't necessarily need to go to a health treat. Although if you have the financial means and you can create the time, I would really recommend it. And I'm, you know, not here to recommend any particular health retreat or anything. But however, hopefully for those who don't have the time or the financial means, hopefully by sharing some of these tips, something will resonate for you that you can put into action to really help you focus on the fact that your body is your superannuation. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of what you shared can so easily be done easily well, absolutely. at home, whether it's, it's about small things. not sleeping with your phone, not looking at your phone, stopping to look at nature, getting outside, moving your body. Um, it's not rocket science. Chew your food. Yeah. No, no, you're so right. We all know it. Exist. It's just that we just need mm. a little bit of a prod. Mm. And I'm one of those people who my body will tell me things, but until it brings me down, mm. like rugby tackles me, I don't really listen to it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Whereas you you do, you listen to your body more. Yeah, that's the former professional ballet dancer in me. I'm yeah. sort of much more physically attuned and yeah. I just ignore it. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a, it was a great reset and, yeah. a, and a re-energize. Love it. Well, I'm so glad you shared those highlights and learnings with us. And I am so glad even more so that you are back to your eight or nine out of 10 sparkly self. So yay, Claire. Well, that's this episode done and dusted. Indeed it is. In two weeks time, we have a episode that we're not quite sure which one it's going to be, but it's going to be an amazing woman 
who is a pioneer, an original thinker, or an innovator. Because <laughs> so, we've got some really exciting, we've got some exciting got, interviews coming up. Well, that's right. We've, just which one are we going to launch? We are spoiled for choice right now. There are some really fascinating people from literally all corners of the globe. So stand by. We can't wait. In the meantime, have a great rest of your week. Don't look at your phone first thing, particularly not your emails. Do move around a bit. Get outside and ciao for now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 